when I was 25 and a half, I started a podcast. The goal? To review some of the newest and the latest movies, along with some other stuff. With the help of my guests, I was able to do this, but there were dark forces tampering with my podcast and with me. They called it an improvised podcast for some reason. I eventually found help in the form of myself. Yes, the me from a universe where the movies I reviewed got delayed. Apparently, my podcast made it to his universe. I know now that it is my duty, for the good of that universe, nay, the multiverse, to keep recapping and reviewing these movies, to hold listeners over until they could eventually see the movies as they were made in their world. For some reason, they come out differently in my world, but it's kind of entertaining that way. My name is Steven Schinder, and this is Delayed Replay. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another exciting episode of Delayed Replay, that podcast where we talk movies. I'm your host, Stephen Schinder, and joining me once again to talk about the latest Fast and Furious movie, which came out earlier this month in our reality, it is Greg. Hello, I've come to walk you through this. <laughs> I have a friend who, if she were here, would say that was bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> I definitely feel bad about that one. <laughs> but yeah, so this 10th Fast and Furious movie is called Fast X, which I, I guess they wanted it to be like SpaceX, which I guess makes sense. Like last year, I was saying they should call it FX, but again, that's also a TV channel, so I can understand why they didn't go with that. Yeah, it's kind of like a product placement for Elon Musk. Yeah. Because of how much he's funded this thing. Yeah, <laughs> like even appears in this one, but but, but we'll get, I, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get yeah. there. Um, <laughs> I think first, because uh, I, I don't think we've heard your, like, side of the story of like how did you get into the fast and furious movies well my dad had them when i was younger so i just like stick them on sometimes when i was young probably like i don't know 11 so i started quite young watching them and i always felt weird because like you know there's lots of like gratuitous not not like sex scenes but like all the clubs and stuff I felt, I felt really weird watching it like the bomb would come in and just watch it <laughs> watch right, it just right. clubs. yeah because they're not r-rated they're pg-13 yeah so, but like yeah, if they're, you're they're 15 here yeah. but like if you're really young it can be like like there's some scenes where you're like oh should i be watching this because yeah like, they're really into each other or whatever and yeah <laughs> yeah i've seen i've seen these movies quite a few times <laughs> Yeah, and like I've said before on the F9 episode, I remember my family watched the movies like while I was growing up and saw a couple glimpses of them, but it wasn't until like the maybe early 2010s I started trying to watch them. And yeah, like I've said, the movies don't interest me that much as they do other people, but I do love the animated series on netflix which is called fast and furious spy racers yeah i haven't entered that realm yet 
Yeah, the humor. I, I still enjoy watching the first movie over and over again. <laughs> yeah, the humor of the show is really like my type of humor, so I highly recommend it. But like, like the titles of the movies, it it's really weird how much they've changed over the years. Like, it's not really consistent, is it? No, like the first three have no number. Well, the second one's got numbers in, but it's got two numbers in it. <laughs> yeah. So is it four? Is it two? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you start with the fast and the furious, and then you get too fast, too furious, which is like that title is just very memeable. We joke yeah, about it. Yeah, there's two twos. Yeah, two twos. Yeah, and then fast and furious Tokyo Drift, which felt like a sidestep because it followed other characters. So some people didn't like and that one that much. And it's set. After all the movies that come out afterwards, yeah, because then we get <laughs> Fast and Furious, and then Fast Five, which becomes more of a heist uh, thing than a racing. Oh, thing, that was fun! I think yeah, with the uh, that's the one with the massive um, vault that they had to lug around the the roads, and then it just like takes out everything. Yeah, I do remember, and that. it's all practical. Yeah, and it, it was all practical. I was like, well. There was a car inside the vault. That's how they did it. It looked insane. Yeah, I think the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean movie tried to do something like that, but it just wasn't as good. Like it was. It was. Was it the fifth one? I think it was like it was much earlier than that. Uh, I know what I'm talking about. I think it's the fifth one. It's Dead Men really? Tell No Tales. Or as we call it, Salazar's Revenge. Oh, that's right. It's a different title over there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean either way it's the worst pirates movie but yeah <laughs> of, of course yeah the, the first three are good fourth one's math with the mermaids actually, that was weird i actually <laughs> like the fourth one more than the second one but i think it's because like the second one feels very much like the first half of a two-parter and like usually i end up not liking the setup yeah. movies too much yeah, because don't they literally go into one another at the end? Yeah, like two and three were filmed back to back. It's basically seven and eight, isn't it? Uh, oh, like Star Wars? Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah. I mean... Because where one ended and the other started. Yeah, in that sense, yeah. But obviously the story didn't. <laughs> right, like some of the choices felt like they didn't play into each other. Like, I think it's more comparable to Back to the Future 2 and 3, where, like, it felt like it was... Like three feels like it was going from what two was setting up. I mean, that, that trilogy was great, they all linked very well together. Yeah, I love the Back to the Future trilogy. <laughs> I was going to buy a um, steelbook collection of it, but I was thinking, like, I would never watch it as much as I would watch other movie series. Like, I've got all the Fast and Furious, I've got a Fast and Furious collection, I've got a Star Wars collection, I've got um, Harry Potter. And then The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings as well. But no, no Back to the Future, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does... What does this thing look like? I'm like Googling what it looks like now. I'm curious. It looked quite nice. It's got the car in it. It's yeah, the DeLorean. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the 35th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, yeah. That, that looks quite nice. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird because I'm used to thinking of the DeLorean being grey. But, like, I guess because of the lighting on these covers, it looks bluish. 
Um, I do like how the covers, like on the third one, for example, like the background changes to like Old West Hill Valley, which that, that's pretty cool. But like the car is consistent across the three covers. But anyway, so after the we get Fast and Furious 6 and then Furious 7 and then the fate of the Furious, which I thought was clever because it's like F- yeah, F8. Fate. <laughs> fate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then F9, which is kind of a boring title. A mini skipped one, but that's okay. Wait, what? So, um, Hobbs and Shaw came out between. Oh, that's right. And Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Which is the worst one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it because it didn't feel like a Fast and Furious movie at all. But the only car chase was at the end. I was like, no, there's no cars in this movie. Yeah, I think their dynamic was funny. Yeah, well, that's not what I want from a Fast and Furious movie. I just want cars chasing each other. <laughs> I mean, it's a spinoff, so it can be whatever. Yeah. But, like, I guess if it's like not the type of thing you're into you don't need to watch it but it's whatever um yeah i prefer the main the main series right and then we get fast x and yeah it's it's like i feel like if at this point the inconsistency of the titles is the consistency like it would be weird if they started having the titles line up with each other pretty well you're driving a still book of this whole thing and like you just don't know which order they go in <laughs> it's like what, what? yeah because <laughs> drift takes place between the sixth and seventh one so it's like do you want to watch it in release order or chronological order or what it's weird yeah we get into fast x and i, I quite like how it picks up from like well so back in f9 um for those who've like listen to the f9 episode and like also seen it in our reality it it probably happens differently in that other universe but in this reality so at the end of f9 dom and jacob played by john cena like reconciled and so i I like how the beginning of fast x begins with jacob visiting dom and his wife and their son and they're like playing with like Hot Wheels cars and a toy space shuttle thing. Like I thought it was a nice family <laughs> moment. Yeah, and obviously the space shuttle is linked to the actual story of this of this movie. Yeah, it's like so it's like a foreboding, not not foreboding, foreshadowing. Yeah, it's like obvious yeah. foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah, wrong word. Sorry, <laughs> it's, not, it's not foreboding. <laughs> right, you got the other forward in there, but yeah. So yeah. <laughs> then Dom does like a group video call with like his friends from like who've been in all the other movies. Like you got Han, you got the normal people like Ludacris is amazing. Yeah, and Michelle Rodriguez. What is his universe name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what his universe name is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Ted. I think I think Ted is Ludacris. Yeah, Tej is ludicrous. Uh, Roman is Tyrese Gibson. Yeah. Oh, that, that duo is amazing. Any scene they're in together is hilarious. Like the scene in Six, when The Rock comes back home, and then like it says, you better hide your baby oil. 
you better hide your big ass forehead and just just laughs. <laughs> Please tell me you remember that scene. Vaguely, like, yeah. I- oh, I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen that so many times. Yeah, because that wasn't scripted when he spout. Oh, it, <laughs> it was improvised? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing was improvised. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I love improv. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> So we also get a video call between Dom and his cousin from the animated series, Tony Toretto, played by Tyler Posey. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Teen Wolf TV show, but Tyler Posey played the main character in that. And so, uh, no, no. <laughs> and so, like, I, I thought it was cool to see him in live action form in this video call. And uh, he's talking about how he and his spy friends are looking for Raffaella, which like he mentions Paris and some other locations and so it's kind of like it feels like it ties into the beginning of season four of Spy Racers which just came out so I thought that was a neat connection yeah I've not seen Tino if I to say that <laughs> <laughs> that's, my only, that's my only word for that yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's all the TV show adaptations. Where it's like a rare exception where I feel like it's better than the movie that it spawned from. Because the, the original movie is more of a comedy and there's not much of a character arc. But the TV show, from what I remember, like I've seen most of it, but I uh, didn't finish it. Like I got up to the Dread Doctors storyline, but... It it was like darker and well, I mean it was on MTV, so obviously you have like some of the annoying teenage stuff, but uh, and yeah. like music video like scenes, but it did have really cool music and some interesting like on like story arcs and all sorts of different antagonists like supernatural stuff and like it had like its own mythology which felt like it felt like a a huge world like bigger than like the creators of the movie would have guessed probably is it basically a tv series form of um twilight yeah i i guess it's i mean i've never watched the twilight movies but it did come out like in that era where people were loving like angsty werewolves and i guess the vampire okay came up before yeah Twilight came out th- three years before Teen Wolf. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So it was kind of of that era, but like I, I did yeah. enjoy the show when I watched it. But yeah, anyway, getting back to Fast X, they get a call from Elon Musk who says that he wants them to test out like his Fast X program um, vehicles. And so they go over and like he shows them like these hover cars and one of them even looks like the DeLorean from Back to the Future and like I thought that was like a nice homage. Yeah, they also had the Batmobile in there as well. Right? He just he just collecting all these cars. Yeah, like you got the Batmobile, <laughs> you got Herbie, like from the Herbie movies, obviously. Got Bumblebee as well. Yeah, and like this actually later turns out to actually be Bumblebee. Like <laughs> <laughs> when you first see it, it's kind of like way far in the back of the lot. So it's not like 
in the forefront, but yeah, yeah, it really looked to see it. Yeah, because like I guess they didn't want to like spoil the surprise right away. Um, but first, we get like Dom and his friends and family and whatever are like testing out these hover cars. Like they get in a plane, and like Roman and Tej are like really. Um, upset about having to like fall from like that huge height but like once the engines <laughs> kick in it's like okay yeah it's flying yeah he hates he hates heights we know that yeah <laughs> and, and so elon musk is like like after they test all of these things he's like now what i really want to talk about is this threat that's out there in space and that's when he introduces them to Bumblebee, who, like, briefs them on, like, the Autobots and Decepticon stuff that's, like, going on. And this kind of feels like it could be an either continuity. Like, it could be either the Bumblebee timeline or the, like, Transformers uh, movies timeline, like, the main ones. Like, it kind of felt like they didn't want to nail down a specific one but john cena's character does mention his dad talked about transformers and stuff like that because like uh, john cena played the character from bumblebee so yeah it's kind of weird like doing the crossover in this way just having these transformers just randomly appear in this movie yeah because <laughs> like we did see transformers like cars in the in f9 but they didn't call them Transformers outright. So I guess in this one, it's like confirmed, like, okay, they're Transformers. And so, because uh, we later see the ones that had flown out into space in F9, um, like, one of them looked like the Iron Giant, even. <laughs> and so they meet up with those Transformers on Mars. And they talk about, like, the Decepticons that are coming. And they get the same voice actor voiced Optimus Prime, but I guess they couldn't afford, like, the other voice actors have been in the other movies, so they got, like, different ones. But it's, like, barely noticeable to me. Yeah, Peter Cullen voiced Optimus Prime. And Bumblebee was... Because, like, Bumblebee's a radio. Uh, yeah, Bumblebee's using the radio. In, in this form, right. because doesn't he gain his voice box back in the original Transformers movies? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so this must be from the other Bumblebee timeline. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess it's kind of ambiguous, but it could be. So they're, they're on Mars, and they're, like, the Decepticons arrive, and so they, like, basically drive across Mars and try to, like, shoot at the Decepticons, and they're they're just, like, causing all this chaos like they're pretty much blowing up like much of mars which i'm sure is an eyesore for people like into space exploration who want to like go to mars and not see it damaged because um mars is quite sandy so the vehicles that they use are quite cool i i think yeah like one of the one of the vehicles looked like a rover but the size of a car that you can drive yeah and then because obviously shooting in space doesn't work. So you just see them ramming the cars like off ramps and stuff into the Transformers. Yeah, like when they're on Mars, they're able to shoot. But when they like fly up into the space above Mars, they have to like ram into them. Like it's basically 
like when Anakin tries to get the buzz droids off of Obi Wan, but they're like intentionally trying to like cram. Yeah. Into <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go too well. Yeah. So then, like the Transformers, like pick up the cars and like stare at like Roman, and then Roman's just like, oh, "I need to go." Yeah. <laughs> it's just too much for me. He starts crying. Yeah, they have to like give him a pep talk to like. <laughs> To like get him back <laughs> on track because he's like, we we've been through a lot of, shit, but these giant ass robots like it's just too much. <laughs> I like the submarine when I was hiking off the off the door, but no, this is too much. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we're in space and shit, what is this? <laughs> and at one point, we see Michelle Rodriguez use like, like she uses like this mech suit type thing, which looks like it's from Avatar. Which is funny because like she was also in Avatar, the the James Cameron one. Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, the Mars. Like I, I thought this Mars sequence was kind of cool, but I thought it was kind of drawn out. Like, it could have easily just been five minutes instead of, like, the 20 minutes that it ended up being. I mean, I more action the better for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I just like I was like seeing seeing Roman and the, and the Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel and all the cars just smashing into each other because the Transformers are just, like, playing, playing Hot Wheels, basically. Just, like, like bashing them into each other. <laughs> Yeah, like, you got the flames on the side of the cars, like, basically, like, Hot Wheels cars, but three to each. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it does, like, the effects do look really good, like, the cars and the Autobots and Decepticons look really shiny, but I don't know, like, it felt, like, a bit much to me. It doesn't, like, take long for them to get to the next action sequence, so... Like, they go to the asteroid belt that's, like, between Mars and Jupiter, and they're basically, like, driving on, like, these giant-ass rocks and then flying all over the place, trying to ram each other into, like, the asteroids. And this moment, I thought, was pretty suspenseful, because it's like, oh, no, is someone actually going to die here? Like, it feels very dangerous. And also, once they got through the um, the asteroid belt, all, all all the cars came together. The form, one huge mech. <laughs> yeah, and the mech, like on the butt of the mech, it like shot out one of those bombs with like a seismic charge type of thing, like the one in Attack of the Clones. So it was, it was like it yeah. pooped out an explosion. <laughs> and it sounded amazing. Yeah, like it sounded ad- really identical to the Slave One thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, f- I feel, feel they copied and pasted it. Yeah, that. so, like, it, it, I felt like I was brought back to, like, when I was seven and a half watching Attack of the Clones in the theater. And then out of nowhere, a- AATs come out as well and start firing at the Transformers. And I was like, what is going on? The, the Republic gunship. L-A-A-T, I think those are called. Yeah, they, they started coming in and helping out. And then it also had, like, buzz droids... And yeah, like Elon Musk admits <laughs> that he's a huge Star Wars fan and basically copied and pasted the designs. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, the Vulture droids, yeah, bombers, yeah, like, yeah. they even had TIE fighters. And I was like, this is this is basically Ready Player One <laughs> for. Yeah, <laughs> for you also spirits. had like the Atats, but they could fly this time, which 
Yeah, they fly yeah, now. When, when, when you think about it, why aren't there attacks that can fly in Star Wars? Like, why are they just... Yeah, just put rockets on their feet. <laughs> yeah, like, why are they just... Like, feet, feet rockets. to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, like, all these things are shooting at the asteroids until, like, they become pebbles, basically. And this was a scene that really pissed off a lot of scientists uh, when they watched this movie, because... They're like, something like this would cause a cataclysmic event on Earth, but we're seeing none of that happen in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would expect you'd the asteroids to come flying back at us. Yeah, like blown up meteors and stuff. Like, it would, yeah, like we'd basically be the dinosaurs at the end of their time, I guess. Isn't that what Elon wanted all, all along? To wipe out humanity. <laughs> yeah, he turned out to be the villain. Yeah, like, that was the big twist in this movie. Like, he was basically trying to cause... Because, like, the act of blowing up the asteroids should have caused a cataclysmic event. And in real life, it would have, probably. But in this movie, it's, like, for some reason, like, somehow it doesn't. And, like, he reveals his true colors and is, like, I wanted to wipe out humanity with by blowing up the asteroids. And it's really weird that Elon Musk would play a villainous version of himself. Like, when they did interviews uh, after the movie, he kept saying, oh yeah, no, that's just a fictional version of myself. Rest assured, I love humanity. And it's just this weird thing. Like, like, like it reminds <laughs> me of when William Shatner was fine playing, like, a version of himself in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where he's, like, really mean and stuff. <laughs> It's just having liberties with yourself. But I, I did like when um, Elon Musk had his like villainous speech like at the top of his mech because he put all the Transformers together, make one huge mech, and, he, and he, in, in the background you hear, we will rock you <laughs> as rocks are flying, and he's busy doing a speech. <laughs> yeah. But, but what's really <laughs> fitting about that song is that like, as it progresses, and, like, when the speech is done, we see Hobbs and Shaw come in, and obviously, like, The Rock <laughs> plays one of them, so it's like, yeah, we will rock you. <laughs> yeah, he just, like, gives, gives him a, um, a rock bottom. <laughs> yeah, so they all, like, try teaming up against him, and then, like, he eventually... Like, it eventually comes at a standstill where it looks like a draw, and they're like, they've exhausted their forces against each other. And then Elon Musk is like, there's only one way to settle this. Has to be done old school on the racetrack. And so he shows them this, like, this race course in space that is basically the Rainbow Road from the Mario Kart games. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Like, which of the Mario Kart games have you played? <laughs> I played the one on the DS and the Wii. Okay. So not too yeah, many. Yeah, I grew up on the ones for the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo 64. And I've also played the one for the 3DS. And I may have played the Nintendo Wii one with friends. But yeah, like that Rainbow Road is just classic. It's like the way they brought it. It was, was like... <laughs> it was fun seeing um, Roman fall off the track 
because you always do that so often, so often when you're playing it and see him fall off and then one of the, one of the Transformers has to catch him and he's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> and then like picks it back up and puts it back on the, on, on the track. Yeah, and, and I loved when um, Letty was like throwing shells and banana peels and it's like, wait, would this actually work? And some of the like Decepticons like slip on the banana peels and it's like, this this is really silly. <laughs> Then you had the bombs as well, and then and then the rocket that just zooms you forwards, like it just has SpaceX on the side. Yeah, and like <laughs> Han, um, like when Han is flying in his vehicle, which is basically a spaceship, he's like, "Call me Han Solo," and it, you hear the Han Solo song from Kinect Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, that song. That song is classic. Like they should have put it in yeah. the end credits of Solo's Star Wars story. That would have been really cool. <laughs> if it was the original cut, it probably would have. <laughs> uh, so, at, like, obviously, this being a race, like, everyone trying to, like, sabotage each other, like, it's basically like the pod race and Phantom Menace. Like, everyone's just, like, crashing and being picked off like flies until it comes down to just Vin Diesel and Elon Musk, like, very like neck and neck at the end and trying to beat each other and so uh they're like ramming into each other like side by side and like this i thought this was like i I mean i knew that vin diesel would live like he his character is indestructible he's not gonna die but like i really wanted to see the outcome of this like i was just like as like as dumb and stupid as the movie was up to this point, I was like invested in seeing how this race would end. Wanted Elon to win, didn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I do remember thinking like it'd be interesting if Elon did win, but then where would they go from there? Type of thing. They would resurrect him <laughs> <laughs> somehow. Vin Diesel returns. <laughs> Right, but Vin Diesel wins by, like, just a hair, and then Elon Musk is, like, super upset. He's like, well, I guess you win fair and square, and, like, when they get back to Earth, they, like, have Elon Musk in custody, and the way they explain to the authorities, like, what happened, it's like, this is very difficult to believe, but, like, Elon Musk confesses to, like, what happened, because, like, they the heroes won fair and square. And so uh, whoever was like below him in the companies he's involved in gets like becomes in charge of like everything. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's like really weird. Didn't help that Roman had video footage, but it was just like the camera was the wrong way around. So it was just him. Yeah. His face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he got footage. It's like, oh, damn yeah, it. Like, it was, like, reversed. <laughs> like that, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, going to be put on trial. And, like, I don't know, like, what the outcome is going to be. But, like, given that he's, like, super rich, it's like he might get away scot-free. Like, pe- the jury might not believe him or whatever. But, like, they don't really resolve that. They kind of leave that up in the air, at least for this movie. I don't know if maybe they'll, like, acknowledge it in an 11th movie or what, but everyone, like, goes home. Uh, Dom brings, like, 
he he takes on like one of the cars and it's like the one that looks like a life-size hot wheel car because like his son loves hot wheels and so like he he's like when when you're old enough this car will be yours and like his son like really loves it (laughs) and then doesn't um there's like this magic crystal that turns these hot wheels cars into real cars yeah, it's like this experimental crystal that Musk had, and like they they stole it. Like they basically did a heist within this movie, but it like they only show up for like a couple minutes, like them stealing the crystal. And yeah, it like makes those Hot Wheels that his son has life size, so like they can drive them and whatever. And it's like super ridiculous. But then we get this scene where uh, Vin Diesel. I keep calling him Vin Diesel, but, like, his character's name is Dom, but I just love saying Vin Diesel, because, yeah. Yeah, because Vin Diesel's real name is absolute <laughs> trash. Yeah, Vin, Di- Vin Diesel. Do you know his real name? I don't know his real name, I just know the character name and his <laughs> actor name. His, his real name is Mark Sinclair. Oh, wow, that sounds, like, really <laughs> proper. Like, it's not at all what I'd expect. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be called Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean... It's, it's basically like they call Dwayne and becoming, oh, I'm the rock. <laughs> I, I mean, it is a nice name, but, like, for an action movie star, I feel like Vin Diesel is more fitting. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to find his longest brother, Vin Petrol. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. I, I like it. It just appears in the in the in the eleventh movie, Vin Petrol. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. And, and so, like, also, like the Transformers <laughs> say they're going back into space to deal with their own stuff. Like, basically, just leaving it ambiguous and being like, "Yeah, this crossover was fun, but it's done for now, I guess." And yeah. So Dom visits his cousin Tony Toretto because. TT. Yeah, double T. Because, <laughs> like, the, the stuff in space actually lasted quite a while. Like, it feels fast. Like, the amount of... Well, I guess there's also the time they spent at, like, Musk's headquarters and they tested the stuff, so... Yeah, they came back and Tony was, like, 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, time went fast. <laughs> and furious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but no, it turns out Tony was wearing like one of those convincing aging masks. Like he pulls it off like at the end of Silence of the Hands. That's like, oh, it's just yeah. like young Tony. <laughs> and then Vin Diesel takes his mask off and he turns out to be Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's but yeah, and then he's like, oh, but this is actually an Elon mask, and he takes it off. And it's just Vin Diesel. <laughs> That was yeah, so bad. But, um, you should you should feel you should feel bad. <laughs> but yeah, basically, this movie spanned however much time uh, Spy Racers season four spanned because like uh, Tony alludes to like going to Mexico and like the events of the fourth season, and so I thought it was a nice tie-in. And then, but but weirdly, it changes from live action to that animation style as they continue their conversation and like walking around and talking and then um brian like you know paul walker's character he comes in and it's like he's voiced by his brothers it's like they did they combined their voices and like made it in such a way where it sounds more like paul walker but 
like obviously they had to it still sounds weird yeah like it still sounds kind of weird but like looking at the character model it's like yeah that's brian o'connor like paul walker's character and i thought this was kind of an okay way to bring him in like just for this scene where he's a 3d like where everyone is 3d animated for this one scene and it doesn't feel out of place uh, unlike a certain cgi face in the mandalorian in live action yeah because in the seventh movie they just used the brother and didn't do anything right yeah like when, when he when he tries to look at dom you can clearly tell it's not paul but like he doesn't talk or anything so you know that like it doesn't sound not like him because obviously he's not talking Right, like, I think you hear him say something, like, before it shows his face, and then you see his face, and, like, as they're driving, he doesn't say anything, it's just him smiling. Yeah, it's like, ew, you're not Paul. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So they have this conversation as animated characters, and I thought, like, I love this animation style, so it kind of worked for me, but it also just felt weird switching from live action to animation at the end, and they do, like, what, one last race against each other obviously we don't see the outcome do like their final race together like on the moon because it's like nearby and like brian wants to use like one of the like space car things and so yeah <laughs> i mean we've been better if brian wasn't brought back but it's just, it's okay they can do what they want i guess yeah i get the <laughs> feeling that it's just for this scene like like if they do an 11th one i don't think he'll be a main player like i think this is just like a little fan service thing that they did you'd be like you'd be like fast 11 brian returns <laughs> well like after all this space stuff it's like where would they even go with an 11th movie because they go to the black hole the really bad disney movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that movie is really bad. Like it, like not as bad as Johnny Johnny Mnemonic. Johnny Mnemonic was like so forgettable. Yeah, I don't remember anything from that movie. Yeah, so if they make an eleventh movie, I think they've said that like the eleventh one will be the last one. They always say that it'd be like like the last movie, and then like twelve comes out. <laughs> yeah, like it's probably gonna <laughs> depend on like how much money they make, right? But yeah. So at the end of this movie, like there's a post credit scene where it's like a jungle and then you see like the footstep of uh, like T-Rex and then it just ends like fade to black. And more recently, Michelle Rodriguez was like, uh, I think the only way to like go from to go forward is like crossover. Like, Oh, if we say the only way to go forward is to go back. <laughs> That would that would that would have been better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like time, miss up, so like miss time travel to like yeah yeah yeah. I don't know. Like so like I don't know if they're gonna go back in time to like dinosaurs or if they're just gonna go straight into like a Jurassic Park or World crossover because Michelle Rodriguez did recently say that like it'd be fun to like have the two franchises crossover like Fast and Furious and the Jurassic franchise because they're both under Universal. So like I don't I don't know if that crossover yeah. would be this next movie or if it would be like after the 11th one like I guess it would have to be the 11th one if it's if they're saying it's the last one, right? But 
Well, I mean, Paramount worked with them for Transformers. Right, yeah. So they should be able to. Yeah, so I don't know if this crossover will be the 11th movie and how they end it, or if it'll be after the final movie. Like, I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, like, even after some things have a proper ending, there's still a crossover afterward. Like, I remember when The Simpsons crossed over with Futurama, even after Futurama ended. Like, that yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was called Simpsorama, I think. <laughs> That's yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, it, it was definitely better than the Simpsons and Family Guy crossover, the Simpsons guy, because in that, it felt like the Simpsons weren't even characters, like, it was mainly focused on the Griffins and the Simpsons were just kind of there. They were just flat background characters. It was weird. Well, what animation style was that? Uh, it used both animation styles. Because the, the Griffins go to Springfield and so obviously that location and everyone there look like the Simpsons animation style. But then you bring other yeah. characters from Family Guy, and they're obviously the Seth MacFarlane animation style. And then, I'm guessing the Futurama was the same thing, where it had different Yeah, styles. like, it was able to combine the two. Like, they meshed pretty well, but it was just really weird, like, having the two crossover, even though it's the same creator. Have you seen um, Have you seen Disenchantment? Uh, yeah, I have, actually. Have you? That is, that's amazing. <laughs> Everyone in there is amazing. I mean, it's it's okay. Like, I feel I feel like it hasn't <gasps> the height of Futurama or the best seasons of The Simpsons. I mean, I would, I put it um just below Futurama. I haven't finished Futurama yet, but I do find this drama yeah, Futurama is top tier. And like when when that show ended, Rick and Morty came along, and that felt to me like it was filling the void for me, like adult science fiction and animated show. Uh, but I do have a friend who like hates Rick and Morty and felt insulted when I compared it to Futurama. <laughs> I, I didn't yeah, watch I, Rick and Morty, but if you say it's on par, yeah, I, I should probably watch it. it. Yeah, I don't know where they go from here. Like, do you think the franchise, like the Fast and Furious franchise, has jumped the shark? Like, I don't know. What do you think of where it is now? Um, I think it should go back to its roots. Like, just go back to being a racing movie. Like, the, the, the final one should just be like the first one, where it's just a street racing gang or right. something. Yeah, because... With that dinosaur tease, it's like, I don't know, like, could they, like, do both? Could they do a crossover, but also become more down-to-earth in the movie? Because, yeah. Down-to-earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, can they have their cake and eat it, too? Like, I don't know, like, what they're planning to do. Yeah, they seem to get bigger and bigger, don't they? Big ambitions. Yeah, it's like, it's like they try to go bigger but... to the point where... I don't really care as much about the characters because they basically make it just about the spectacle and it's like, why care? Yeah. Yeah, it's like the Mission, Mission Possible movies. Um, what's the name? Tom Cruise just wants to do like bigger stunts <laughs> until he dies. <laughs> it's like, oh, he pulled his last stunt. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I still need to go through the Mission Impossible movies. 
the seventh one comes out this summer, and obviously there's going to be delayed replay episode of that. Yeah, come come to think of it, when it comes to a possible Fast and Furious and Jurassic crossover, I feel like it would be easier to, well, like in terms of like how it looks, I feel like it would look more natural to have Fast and Furious spy racers crossover with. Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, you know, the two 3D animated shows. I think those could mesh well somehow. Yeah. It could work. Is DreamWorks owned by uh, Universal? I believe so. They can, they can also cross over with How to Train the Dragon. <laughs> like just <laughs> flying Not cars, racing dragons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the that. dragon interact <laughs> with the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> then the dragons try to get in the car. Yeah, that I mean, they could do anything at this point, and it would be like as stupid as it may be, but whatever. <laughs> at this point, yeah, like at this point, it's like I'm too, I'm too like far, de- I'm in too deep, so like I feel like I have to like watch whatever they churn out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like there aren't many DreamWorks stuff I haven't seen. I haven't seen ants. Oh yeah, and I've seen I've seen seen a Bug's Life, of course. Yeah, Bug's Life is like obviously those two movies were Pixar and DreamWorks competing against each other, but the tones of them are pretty different. Like Ants is a bit more adult. There are like some jokes that went over my head as a kid, and it also gets like really dark. <laughs> like you actually see like dead ants and like dying ants. It's my favorite DreamWorks movie will probably have to be. Movie, um, flush toy. Oh, I thought you were gonna say B movie. <laughs> flush toy. I <laughs> know, oh, no, flushed away is probably my favorite. Yeah, I did enjoy flushed away. It was fun. I remember, like, when I was like growing up, I was like thinking of fan fiction ideas, and one of them was like a crossover between Ratatouille and Flushed Away, but I never got around to writing it. What? Because rats in the sewers. Yeah. <laughs> or was it? But was it? Was it the other? Um, way I think it would have been Remy, like exploring the civilization in the sewers and maybe they eat or something i don't know (laughs) (laughs) he he starts his own restaurant (laughs) then he gets overrun by other rats and it and it ends up being like a crime drama (laughs) so i guess we can go into final thoughts and score out of 10 so where are your final thoughts and score out of 10 for fast x Fast X is a Fast and Furious movie in in and of itself. It does what it does best. High action. You don't care about the people. <laughs> it's just it's just fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably give it a seven point five out of ten diesels. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Steve? Yeah, I agree. It's like it does well with the action. And uh, unfortunately, like I didn't end up caring about the characters that much in this movie. But it's like you kind of expect that with these movies at this point. Like I feel like somehow I care more about the characters in Spy Racers than the characters in the movies. And I'm not sure why that is, but that's just how it is. So with that in mind, like, the effects were cool, but, like, the acting was 
it felt kind of spotty, kind of forced at times. And it just, all this like crossover stuff really broke my immersion at times, even though it looked really cool. It's slightly better than F9, but not by much. So I'd give Fast X a 6.5 out of 10 asteroids. <laughs> like there wasn't much of that humanness in the movie. Like they do talk about family at the end of the movie, as they tend to do. But other than that, it just felt like action, action, action. And it's just, it felt nasty at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess that'll do it we'll just have to see wherever the franchise goes next i guess yep only time will tell but thanks again for joining me greg where can people find the stuff you're involved with as always um the discord link for cypher horror society is down below same for the star wars society we also have a facebook for cypher horror society i haven't been using it but we should be able to get it back up and running and you can see what stuff we're watching. I think that's about it. How about you? So you can follow me at Steven Schinder on Twitter and Instagram, Steven Schinder Storytelling on Facebook. You can find my fantasy horror comedy novel, Lemons in My Brain, on Amazon. More info at stevenschinder.com. And you can find old episodes of Star Trek Culture on the Culture Slate YouTube channel. And if you want to email Delayed Replay, you can email DelayedReplayPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts on cars. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> cars, cars, the <laughs> Pixar movies. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> and next episode will be a bit of a surprise, I think think like it'll take it'd take a while to explain right now so i might as well just explain it like at the beginning of the episode that comes next so without further delay have a good day